Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Howdy, friends. This is Jeff Hunt. It's great to be back with you again for another Frontier Freedom Hour. This week, we're going to continue to highlight some of the speeches from the 2023 Western Conservative Summit. This week, we'll be highlighting some of the speakers from Colorado Christian University, including the chancellor, president, and faculty member of the year. So you're not going to want to miss it. We'll begin with the chancellor of Colorado Christian University speaking about the importance of Western civilization. Here's Dr. Donald Sweeting at the 2023 Western Conservative Summit. Good morning, everybody. My title is Western Civilization. Why does it matter? Why is it worth fighting for? And I'd like you to shift for a moment from the regional West to the big West. In your mind, go to Google Maps and you start in Denver, you move to the regional West, then the United States, then you zoom out more and you're thinking about the Western world. As the American West is changing, so the Western world is changing. And it was British author Douglas Murray in his new book, War on the West, who I think sums it up perfectly. He says in these words, in recent years, it's become clear that there is a war going on, a war on the West. This is not like earlier wars, he says, where armies clash and victors are declared. It's a cultural war, and it's being waged remorselessly against all the roots of the Western tradition and against everything good that the Western tradition has produced. Now, Murray uses the term cultural war. You may not like that term. You may say it's accurate. But he also suggests it's much bigger than that. Some use the term moral and cultural revolution that's taking place. Some even speak about a civilizational war. And Murray helpfully reminds us that it wasn't conservatives who started this war. The truth is it was the radical left that's been attacking every institution attempting to turn the world upside down. So you might say the Western world, just like the Western United States, is at a crossroads. Is it going to be unglued or is it going to be renewed? You might say, well, what has Western civilization ever done for me? Which reminds me of a Monty Python movie, The Life of Brian. There was this incredible scene of first century uh, terrorists, the cell of the People's Liberation Front of Judea. They were meeting together and John Cleese, he plays Reg, who asked provocatively, what have the Romans ever done for us? And the other members of the cell respond with a long list of examples of the benefit of Roman civilization. All right, all right, Red says, but apart from sanitation, medicine, education, wine, public order, irrigation, roads, fresh water systems, public health, what have the Romans ever done for us? And some of us say, what has Western civilization ever done for us? Uh, Just think for a moment of the many gifts of Western civilization. You could start with monotheism, where you have a universal culture under a unifying deity and a single moral law. You can talk about the desacralization uh, uh, of the state. Many other civilizations said the state was God, not in the West. God was God. The state was under God. How about the rule of law, an unchanging law that everyone is subject to, including kings? How about the development of constitutional law and limited government? The West was the first to argue for the universal concept of the dignity of persons, bringing an end to human sacrifice, infanticide. It abolished slavery twice. Uh, Add to the list respect for property, 
and property rights, or the unprecedented political and economic freedoms that have led to amazing levels of prosperity all over the world. Or you could add to the list the worldview of, that made possible scientific inquiry and technological advance. Or how about the universal hospital system and the vast expansion of healthcare? How about extended lifespans? What about the promotion of literacy worldwide? What about the best educational system of all time and the creation of the university itself? And what about high art and music and literature and architecture? I mean, these are just some of the blessings that have come through Western civilization. It has an exceptional record for which we should be grateful. But in this regard, hear what I'm not saying. I am not saying that the West has no flaws, sins, or blind spots. Unfortunately, there are some pretty horrific sins that have come out of the West. We're responsible for the heresy of Marxism, which has led to over a million, hundred million people being slaughtered by state policy. We're responsible for atheistic secular states, which produced Stalins and Hitlers. And I'm not saying other civilizations aren't important. We study them at Colorado Christian University. I'm not saying God's love is exclusively tied to the Western world. Far from it. I'm not saying that uh, we're somehow immune from the laws of God or divine judgment and that uh, if we become rebellious and decadent, we won't reap that reward. And I'm not saying we're invincible. Exceptional, yes. Invincible, no. What I am saying is that Western civilization has done more good for more people, not just the West, but the world, than any other in history. It is the civilization that has enlivened the world. But as you know, all is not well. I mean, on the one hand, there are troubling signs of drift, decay, and decline. Let me name a few. The, the loss of faith that we see all around us and the secularization saying we don't need the Bible anymore, we don't need Christ anymore, or the Ten Commandments. We have now replacement faiths that just aren't sustaining, like nihilism and materialism and secular liberalism. Uh, you could point to the loss of civic courage that we see in the younger generation and the decline of patriotism. You could look at the nation and the nations in the West not reproducing themselves. You could look at the fact that they're unable to control their borders, that they deconstruct the moral order that God made, and they want to normalize decadence, and they have embraced what Solzhenitsyn called a destructive, irresponsible freedom. Uh, these are troubling signs of drift, decay, and decline. But on the other hand, we're observing as well an assault on Western civilization. I mean, you could point to the schools, as evidence number one, my world is the universities. You think about the Western universities. 30 years ago, it was common for every university to teach a course on Western civilization. That's all gone. Not even history majors are required to study that anymore. And it came to a head in 1987 when Stanford University had a big debate about, do we have that requirement or not? And they decided no. And there were demonstrations where crowds chanted, hey, hey, ho, ho, Western Civ has got to go. And then in the 90s, many universities followed Stanford's example, and they stopped teaching Western civilization and the classics, the Western classics. And they said the West is, is something that we're embarrassed by. And they were pushing what we call a culture of repudiation or anti-culture. And by the way, if you oppose it, why, you're a racist, a white supremacist, a Christian nationalist, or any other of the names they use. And of course, we see now corporations joining in to this same uh, activity of opposing things that uh, we have taken for granted. Bud Light, Target, the LA Dodgers, openly ridiculing the Catholic Church. The Southern 
Poverty Law Center publicly shaming the Moms of Liberty and ADF as a hate group because they stand for parental rights. So in our time, convictional Jews and Christians we're becoming the new intellectual outlaws. My friends, you see there are two ways civilizations can break down. They can break down from without when they're attacked. They can break down from within. And we're seeing a clash of civilization within our civilization, where you have Western and post-Western forces or traditionalists and progressives at each other. And you have many calling for a new cultural revolution. Its agenda now has become plain, hasn't it? Remove God, destroy the family, promote sexual liberation, subvert free markets, expand the state, teach that Western history is nothing more than a catalog of crimes, and teach in our schools that traditional culture is the source of oppression. Yes, the family, marriage, binary gender, patriotism, free markets, constitutionalism, and of course, under it all is the comprehensive assault on Christianity itself, which many say is the source of all evils. Now, conservatives and independents and Christians are starting to wake up and say, enough of this. You're killing the goose that laid the golden egg. This is crazy. We cannot go forward. So I want to close by suggesting how we respond to this. What do we do? How do we save Western civilization? How do we turn it around and become Western strong? And the good news is that there are times in history when civilizations have renewed themselves after periods of decay. So let me give you three bare essentials for a counter-revolution. And start with this. We must speak out and contend for the truth in our generation. We must. We must. Postmodernists are committed to a total war on truth. We must contend for the truth of truth and human dignity and the order of creation. It's time to start protesting the lies that we're being compelled to embrace to protest the erroneous worldviews that do not lead to human flourishing, to protest the cultural suicide that radicals are pushing on us. In other words, we got to move beyond just conserving something. We have to overthrow something. We need a counter-revolution in our time for what is good, true, and beautiful. So I close with an appeal from the Hebrew Scriptures, Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 11 to 13. Judea was um, threatened when the prophets were prophesying against its immorality and idolatry, the prophet Jeremiah came up and would thunder, thus saith the Lord, has a nation changed its gods, even though they are no gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. Be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked. Be utterly desolate, declares the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Now, this is the word of God to, through Jeremiah to Judah, but it may equally be taken as the word of God to the once theistic Western world. We have changed the glory for that which does not profit. We have a defective reservoir that holds no water. We are running dry, and God says to us again, my people have forgotten the Lord their God. Return to me, for I am the fountain of living water, ad fontes. Come back to the fountain of life. And these are words not just for ancient Judah. They are words for a civilization that is at the crossroads, and they are the pathway to becoming Western strong. May God bless you. Thank you very much.
That's the Chancellor of Colorado Christian University, Dr. Donald Sweeting, speaking at the 2023 Western Conservative Summit. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. This is Jeff Hunt. We'll be right back after these messages. 